0: Sometimes you do have to take risk, and by taking risks, you kind of have to ask them, you know, hey, I'm a photographer, can I take their photo, or can I take your photo? But even asking that, you know, usually they'll say yes. Um, They kind of felt like they have to act differently in front of the lens, and so that takes away from the authenticity of what they were doing probably three seconds ago. It's like, how do you balance between capturing them in their very, like, organic state versus creating a good photo. Cool. Give
1: a try. It's redefinition, exploring the intersection of creativity and identity. I'm Bowen Wang. On today's episode, how Vincent Trinh cemented a lifelong passion for street photography in communities of color. Stay tuned. There are a lot of different names for this type of photography lifestyle, candid, street, documentary style. But the goal is all the same, to showcase subjects unfiltered in their environments. And that's what today's guest, Vincent, specializes in. He's built a steady Instagram following under the handle DojoBeats, and that's spelled D-O-J-O-B-E-A-T-S. His most notable work focuses on Chinatowns across the US, and he's shown his work at galleries and in various publications.
0: The reason why I capture people is because it's the story. It's their
1: narrative, where they're coming from, what's their background, who are they? It may seem easy enough just to snap pictures of strangers walking through large crowds, but it takes a certain eye to make these seemingly mundane situations captivating. I had the chance to follow Vincent around for the day while he did his thing, capturing true moments of people on the go in San Francisco, Chinatown. I hope you all enjoy. One more time from the top. Ain't no thing.
0: Before I go shooting, number one, I got to make sure that all my batteries are charged. Got my memory card, lock it into my favorite camera that I've been shooting, Ricoh GR. It's a digital camera. It's a point-and-shoot. And then I would take the BART to the city. From Berkeley to the city, you know, like, I'm usually just kind of pondering about, like, what type of shots I want to do today. Am I going to go and kind of just shoot people voyeuristically? Like, am I just going to shoot people on the streets that I normally do? Or am I going to try to, you know, challenge myself by trying to stop a stranger? Essentially, just trying to create a goal for myself when I go shooting, so I'm not just constantly shooting blindly. Um, It's easy for me to do that. Um, So I try to switch things up a little bit. Sometimes I put headphones on, just kind of learn to... To kind of drown out the surrounding sounds and just kind of focus more so on on the visual itself. It's funny, Some uh, the music that I usually listen to when I'm shooting in San Francisco is actually by Shiketo. It just kind of puts me in this like very like hustling mentality. You know, like just the drum beating in the background. Um, it kind of really gets me going. Like I just kind of drown out everything around me except for whatever I'm looking at. A successful day of shooting would be any photo that requires me to step out of my comfort zone if I felt that you know like there was a, a person that I really wanted to shoot and I actually kind of follow through it by you know getting out of my comfort zone and asking them for uh, permission and then look back at the photo and it actually turns out pretty well what does it mean by a, a photo that turns out pretty well it's like perfectly composed not perfectly but it's composed enough for me to you know, like the photo, like it's, you follow the rule of third, has good exposure, um, the background is good, um, the background is there enough to tell the story, the patient, or um, the, the subject has a very unique quality, a, a unique facial quality, her or his body looks like very comfortable, less tense, um, basically just all these certain elements that creates a pretty good looking photo. I try to utilize each moment as an opportunity to get better at my craft.
1: So now the guy's coming towards this way. I'm going to, like, pretend I'm shooting up
0: in the sky. And then... So that was a pretty good shot. I like that. Cool.
1: All
0: right, let's go else. Let's go somewhere else. When I see someone just kind of just drifting you know whether they're taking a smoke break whether they're like looking up into the sky whether they're just sitting eating those are the kind of stuff that really catches my attention because like they're not part of like this hustling and bustling maybe they once were like five minutes ago but at this specific moment they're just kind of chilling they're just kind of doing their own thing and i wanted to capture that i wanted to photograph that because i felt like that itself is kind of a story already It's like, what what were they doing before? Alright, so we're at Portsmouth Square. Usually what you can see is a lot of people just sort of playing. Chinese checkers, cards. It's a nice place for people to kind of just come and chill. Uh, Bring your family. There's a lot of senior citizens here in Chinatown. A lot of kids playing. There's a playground up ahead usually what i do is i try to comment on a piece of clothing they're wearing so it's like oh that's a really cool shirt where'd you get that And they'll like oh yeah i got this from x y and z and so you kind of build off that conversations about like about like what they're wearing um you ask them you know things like um like what are you doing like like how's your day going so far Um uh, but one of the things I would highly suggest for people who are starting for photography and they want to kind of stop people in the street is just smile. I felt like, let's say the moment you try to capture a photo of someone and they make eye contact with you, um, just smile. You know, it, it really learns, it, it really helps disarming any tension. It comes off as very non-threatening. And as you smile, that's a perfect opportunity to kind of have a conversation with them and kind of talk about like, oh, I really like that necklace you're wearing, or that's a really cool hat. Where'd you get that? You know, if like someone that I saw is like playing basketball and um, I want to capture a photo of them up close. You know, I would ask them, can I take a photo of you? And so I kind of directed them, like asking them to do a certain thing, like can you dribble the ball, can you hold the ball? Um, and you know, you, can, you kind of have to kind of read the person's body language to see what it looks like. Um, so there's a bit of an intuition that kind of follows along by directing people to taking their photographs. And, and usually the, the result is a lot better than, you know, not asking them. I going to like a picture of you playing basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Oh, cool, right on. What's your name? Uh, Dennis. Dennis? Den- 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 yeah. Den- oh, Den- Den- Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Danny can I take a, a, a picture of you holding a basketball like this? Oh, okay. Cool. So one person I remember uh, that captured my attention was actually when I was out in Japan. We were in Tokyo, and um, I noticed this girl. You know, she was kind of standing right by the vending machine, and she was just smoking a cigarette. I had to come up with a very clever way to tell her that I'm a photographer uh, from you know, from California, and that I really like her style. But I don't really speak Japanese, so what I had to do was like try to come up with something creative. So I pre-wrote everything that I wanted to say on Google Translate, i basically um, wrote that like oh i'm a photographer from um san francisco you know i really like your style uh are you like a part-time model because you look like you're a part-time model so i just had that for like shits and giggles and then and i wrote that and then like i would walk up to her and i'll be like saying excuse me japan japanese i'll be like oh sumimasen and then she'll be like oh nani like and then i was like can you can you read this So I showed my phone and it had all the translation and she read it and she was just like, oh, like, not neat, like what? And then I I pointed at her and I was like, sugoi, which means like, cool. Um, I don't know. I was just like trying to be very funny at the same time. So number one, I want to establish that I'm friendly. I'm also just, you know, trying to make her laugh. And then I just pointed the camera. I was like, hey, can I take your photo? And so from then on, I just kind of directed her and um, try to have some form of communication. Despite the language barrier, there's always a way to connect with
1: someone.
0: So Chinatown is important to me because it has a nostalgic quality to it. It's a a place of familiarity, Um, Hearing different dialects, you know, you hear Vietnamese, Mandarin, Cantonese, all types of, you know, Asian languages. Um, The food, music, different items they sell, like toys. It's just a place that I was able to be a kid. You know, it's not this place that is like of the foreign, of the Orient, but it's just kind of a normal place where people carry on with their days. And I try to portray that with people sometimes doing very mundane things, you know, trying to normalize Chinatown in that sense. It's a place where I can blend in, you know, being a person of color. I feel like I don't constantly have to think about being a minority in Chinatown because for once I finally feel like I'm a a majority. It's weird for me saying that, but that's just how I feel. I don't really see there's an end goal. I, I see it as an opportunity to just, just to keep on evolving, to get better. I don't really feel like there's a destination, or or when do I feel like I'm I'm done, or when am I currently satisfied? I think as I continue to grow, my perception about photography continues to change, and so I would try to match with my perception, or I would try to do things differently each time as I continue to age or as I continue to journey. Um, So I I don't really know
1: when I would stop shooting probably when i'm dead this episode was written and produced by me bowen wang special thanks once again to vincent Trin. if you want to check out more of his work his ig handle is dojo beats once again that's spelled d-o-j-o-b-e-a-t-s and the entire shooting location was at san francisco chinatown stay tuned for next week